0: podcast we're glad you're here for another episode we have the two Cassies back with us and uh, if you if you didn't tune in to last week's podcast quit watching this one go back and watch it go back and watch last week's and and then come watch this one uh, because it will make this one mean a lot more to you if you heard last week's
1: make sure you share this people people need to hear this
0: yes share it like it all those things you know uh, whether you're watching on youtube facebook Listening on the podcast channels, just get. We need to get. This is an important podcast. This has been. Last week's was important. This week's is important. Uh, last week we heard these ladies' stories about substance abuse, how that that life, what it led to, how the Lord delivered them out of it, um, and it was a blessing to my heart. And uh, we're this week going to talk a little bit about okay, people who struggle. Um, No doubt there's parents that will watch this podcast that have children who are struggling with substance abuse. There's parents, I guarantee you, that are watching this podcast that have children that struggle with substance abuse, but they don't know it.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: They're they're clueless that it's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then there's going to be uh, people who are currently struggling with substance abuse that are going to watch this podcast, and they're... They're wanting some way out, you know. So we're gonna to talk. We're going to touch about on all those three things here very quickly. Okay. And uh, first, let's talk. About, let's let's speak to the parents, moms, dads. Let's start with the mom or dad that may be listening to this podcast, and they've got kids that are substance abusers, but they don't know it. What are some things that are warning signs that parents should look for? that their children may be involved in
1: substance abuse. Can, can we back up and start before that?
0: Okay.
1: Let's start with the kids.
0: Let's start with
1: um, preventing the young people from from okay. going down that path. So
0: prior to that, what can the mom and dads do to prevent it? All right, let's we'll yeah. start there.
3: For me, one day, people would ask me all the time, what happened? You had a good life. What happened? The loss of connection. Mm-hmm. Recovery is connection. Mm-hmm. Um, church is community, wellness is community. The loss of connection. You don't got to play ball. You don't yeah. got to run track. You can. You can be in a book club. You, as long as you, you can be in your church youth group and be very connected. Right. But that isolation yeah. and the lack of fitting in leaves that hole. Right. Um, connection.
0: So, so you need to. Parents need to keep their kids connected into a positive community. Yes. Right. Whether it's a church youth group, mm-hmm. playing sports, mm-hmm. all of these things are mm-hmm. positive connections that that parents can ensure that their kids are having. Yeah. You got to get them out of their bedroom. You know, living in their bedroom twenty four seven That's not bad, good. Bad mojo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And talk to them. Right. You know, talk to your kids. Right. Um, I feel like you know that's a success for me as a parent. That right. my children can come and talk to me right. and will <laughs> right. 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 about what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, and granted, it wasn't always that way, obviously. You no, know, I wasn't there a lot of the time. But I feel like as parents, you know, it may be hard for us to hear some stuff. Right. But it's kind of like you if we don't put ourselves there, if we can't just deal mm-hmm. with, like, make ourselves available for our kids to talk to. Right. They're going to go to somebody else or something else. Yeah,
1: right. you know, you were talking about earlier in, in the last podcast that you didn't feel like you were, uh, you didn't love yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't, did did um, did you not feel loved? Did 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 you not feel like they tried to make you feel loved?
2: You know, I don't. I honestly feel like yes, they love me. And where I doubted myself so much, it wasn't enough. It mm-hmm. wasn't enough to make me. Feel it in my own heart. Yeah, you know,
1: um, but you know they had, you know, it was. Yeah, I know. Um, in my own life, uh, when I when I had children, one of the things that I wanted to make sure is that my children knew that I loved them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure they knew that right. that there was no doubt in their mind that their daddy. Uh, and I've not always been perfect, but. Uh, that's been one goal of mine as a parent, to mm-hmm. let my girls know that they're my world uh-huh. and that I love them.
2: Yeah, and that's important.
1: Yeah, and uh, because I I think just like what you were talking about on the last episode, that um, if we don't, you know, if you're not accepted by your own parents, if you don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. then you will definitely try to find yeah. that somewhere yeah and I mean, for a young lady, lady. a lot of times it's in another it's in a it, yeah. for dad if they don't feel accepted by their daddy yeah. then they'll try to feel find that acceptance in another man yeah am i right about that yeah. and so uh, and oftentimes that leads to them being in uh, abusive situations and circumstances uh, even Getting involved in drug addiction through mm-hmm. through through a, through a, a bad relationship, uh, and so I think it's critical to let our children know that uh, what they mean to us.
0: Right. Yep. So sense of community, let them know that you're, they're loved. They're me. What else? What else can parents do to try and head off this before it starts?
3: I was just thinking. Um Yes, we can let them know that we love them, but sometimes they're going to bring stuff to us that we don't want to talk about. Yeah. Right. You know, and when that happens, we have to be pre- I have to be prepared. Let me use my I statements. I have right. to be prepared because, as we know, as we all know, the real world will bring some stuff that we right. must be prepared to hear from our kids and
0: mm-hmm.
3: prepared to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that same love which I need direction for that I have to get help from the Lord
1: I I'll tell you one thing I've been hearing uh, through all this is, uh, is if we're going to prevent our kids from going that way we better be we better know who they're hanging around yeah
2: oh. absolutely you know,
1: because uh, because I mean both y'all and I can mm-hmm. even testify, testify myself that uh, I didn't I don't blame anybody else for the des- decisions I made however I didn't make them alone yep I was in a crowd,
2: mm-hmm. fit
1: in, mm-hmm. or uh, whatever. So uh, it's important yep. that yep. we know who they're associated with.
3: Yep, it's important for us. Absolutely, as adults.
1: Absolutely, yep.
3: who we associate with, who yes. who we bring into our um, safe zone. Right.
1: Absolutely, right. and that's that's a good point because you're really the height of your addiction. You was you was an adult. yeah yep. Right. Oh yeah. And so uh, that, that means a whole lot.
3: It's part yep. of recovery too, mm-hmm. is what community we build around. That's yeah. why I said, good, I'm glad people are coming. Right. Because the sense of community. People right. need support. We right. all do.
0: Right. So, um, talk to us a little bit about, like I said there earlier, we backed up. What are some warning signs that parents can look for that might indicate that their, their kids are heading down a bad path?
2: Behavior change when they have been typically, you know, behaving a certain way and then they start behaving in a different way. That's right. that's concerning. It may not even be substance use yet, but it's it could be building up to that. Right. Isolating, pulling away. Right. Um pulling away from them, you know. Right. Changing their friend group. Mhm. Right. Cute. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Very
3: good. Money. Money? Yeah. Money. Um you know, I feel like my children have access to money, and if they were to be using more of it or spending it differently, that would be right. a huge yeah, behavior change. Yes. That's what I mean. like yes. any yeah, kind of money. behavior change, like right. That. right?
0: So, when right. parents see that behavior change, um, obviously, uh, sometimes the the default is stick our head in the sand and make like this isn't happening. Well, yeah. I
1: like think a lot of times we say, well, they're teenagers. Yeah. They're just going through a phase. Right.
0: But would you say but that parents just need to get all up in their business and, and ask some direct questions yeah, about that?
3: sure. And not take um, no answer as an answer. Right. You right. know? Absolutely. Yeah. Ask questions. Be there. Be around where they are. Yeah. I was the worst teenage mom, mom. I went everywhere. Right. I showed up everywhere. I would call and say, I see you, and I would right. be looking. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. She now, wanted to go youth trips. We went on youth trips. Right. Right. Whatever. And I'm not saying that was perfect, but really I felt like I had to know what was going on because right. I know what right. can not go on.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, there's this term, what's that called? Helicopter mom or whatever, where you're always hovering over your kids. And that's used in a negative way. Most of the time, Well, you quit being a helicopter mom. Yeah. And I do think there's, you know, some, somewhat of a, a balance to strike right there, but by and large, I think it's better that we engage, be involved, know what's going on, know where our kids' friends are, know what interactions they're having online best that we can. All of those things. I, I
1: think, think those that's two cute.
3: Two different things, though. Yeah. Yeah. Helicopter mom is trying to make all their decisions, in my opinion, right. and not giving them the um, freedom to learn how to adapt and do things on their own. Right? Right. right. But you still want to be there to make sure that they're safe in doing Mm -hmm. these things you know Mm -hmm. yeah they need to learn how to call and make doctor's appointments for themselves learn how to go get their driver's license take what classes they need those kinds of things and when you say helicopter mom always think about that like trying to figure their life the way i want it to be right so instead of
0: instead of directing it you're kind of there as the uh the Watching over oh, yeah. safety net, oh yeah, stopping oh. them from doing something that's going to hurt. Them.
3: Hopefully, you know, really,
0: that's you think about the Lord, and that's you know, that's how the Lord treats us, right? The I mean,
3: alongside. he
0: he gives those the the commands that he gives in the Bible really are don't do these things; that will hurt you. That's that's really what the commands are: don't hurt yourself. These will hurt you. These things you're going to do; mm-hmm. these will hurt you. If you but he allows us to have a free will and make our own decisions inside those parameters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've talked about seeing behavior change, we've talked about the way money is spent, anything else that parents should look for that would be indicators?
2: Well, and I feel like it's important for parents to be aware. I think there's a lot of, you know, in my life looking back, and I I see it in other people, it's like, we don't know what we don't know, you know? And I'm not saying dwell on the things that are going on around us, because, you know, I don't feel like that's helpful either. but to just know right. that this is an you know this could happen this is an issue, Right. right. and it's happening to your neighbor down the street, right. you know, and it would be remiss to think that it could never happen okay. in your home.
3: Not just the mind; we have heroin here. Yeah, yeah. let's just say that People out loud. People are life. using intravenous
2: fentanyl on purpose here.
3: Right. Hmm. Here. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. When we were growing up, when we were like heroin, was a happy day. Be yeah. There. Yeah. Same straight to, up.
1: To to think that it couldn't, it could not happen to your child. It does. Yeah. Not it Could not happen to your family. Yeah. That's for
0: to happen.
3: Yeah. Addiction does not discriminate. Anytime I see someone who is um, completely, um, you know, my kid would never do that. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Right. I gotta start praying for
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah. What about if um uh, you know if, if if okay let's say let's say a kid makes a mistake they get in a party and um, they they take a drug mm-hmm. um, um, I think okay they especially a kid that knows better
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, okay they, they, they know they've done wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're afraid to tell anybody to fight to tell the parents because they afraid the parents going to just you know flip out, flip out. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you build that relationship to where you know they're all right to come and say look I messed up well
3: right. you got to really be okay with it yeah yeah and that's hard and that's yeah. that's a
1: struggle that's, that's oh hard.
2: yeah I'm not okay with that yeah dad, I love my kids no matter what they do yeah and I will help you yeah. just come to me Right. Right. yeah that's know? a
1: good way of putting it I like it yeah,
0: yeah. so to the parents that are watching and for whatever reason, the kids, have, they're, they're, they've got a kid that's a, a substance user. Okay? Mm-hmm. At whatever level it is, they're a, a substance user. What are some helpful things? What can moms and dads do um, that, I mean, what would happen, what, what has impact on users? What have you guys seen that that other people can do that has impact?
3: First thing, and hop in. You know, um, <laughs> um, I think about natural consequences mm-hmm. of our behavior. Um, when we have natural consequences, that doesn't mean like We talked about tough love. That just means if if you do these actions, these things are going to happen, both positive and negative. Right. And preventing the consequences from happening to our children, it's not always helpful. So don't. Bail much, out. You know. And I wouldn't pretend to tell anybody what to do with their kid. Right. Really, but, I've but seen consequences the, are consequences. Mm-hmm. I've seen from the law
0: enforcement side, we put somebody in jail, mm-hmm. and I think, thank God, that's the best place for them. Yeah, they're alive. So they're get officers, but moms get. Hearts touched, mm-hmm. and a few yeah. days they come bail them out. I'm thinking, oh, they're they just—they're killing this kid. They need to leave them in jail.
2: They think jail's the worst thing. It isn't. Right. Living and, that way is the worst yeah. thing. It right. is a horrible. It's a self-made prison. At least when you get locked up, you have a release date. Well, this I, I've so heard. Horrible. I've, I've
1: had parents tell me that I know where they're at.
2: Oh, absolutely. When
1: they were when they were in addiction or oh, drugs, absolutely. I didn't know whether I didn't know if I had a place to sleep. Oh, yes. I didn't know if I had food to eat. I had no yeah. idea. But when they're locked up,
2: yeah.
1: I know they're that they got food. Right. I know they got a place to sleep. Yep. I know yep. where they are. The right. purest yeah. form of love. Yeah. And and and, and you know, I, I know I, so, you know, and I've seen a lot of young kids in juvenile facilities that, that that um they get in and really their mindset is, I'm gonna get out of this. My dad's gonna get me out. Mm-hmm. Right. My parents will get me out of this. Yeah, right. and if you're yeah.
3: lucky, you, that ends.
1: And there's an arrogance later
3: there. later. Yeah, you know uh,
1: what I mean. It's like, do whatever you yeah. want to do. I'm getting yeah. out of it. Yeah. Right. Right. You know.
0: So one thing is uh, uh, to to not. Remove them of that those consequences. They need to face those natural consequences for their actions. Yes, that's a positive thing. Yes. What What other positive things can parents do uh, yeah. for those children?
3: You can love them right there, right. where yeah. they are. You don't stop loving them. Yeah. We don't stop. You
2: don't have to condone what they're doing. You don't have to like what they're doing. You don't have to support what they're doing. Right. You still love them.
3: But right. you know we're called to love people, right. not just our children, but right. as a community. Right. Love people regardless. If their behaviors are hard to love, hard to love right. and frustrating, right. and yeah, when despicable. it's your kids, though, you love them
2: anyway. Wow. When I feel like when it's your kids, you look at them, you see them as that little kid, even yeah. if they're an adult, yeah. you know, True um, and yeah. it's hard to see, yeah, you know, that the fact that your kid is there and they're not there, right. that's not who you raised, right. you know. Um, so, I mean, it's tough, that's tough, right. And I will tell you that, you know, I've talked about the fact that my my parents cut me off, cut me out, like, then we're done with you. You know, I really feel like they didn't stop loving me. Right. They just weren't going to support what I was doing. Right. Um, And at the time, I was bitter about it, you know. Right. But now I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. Because if they would have enabled me, I would probably be dead. Mm -hmm. It
0: makes me think of that message that Brian McBride preaches on um, the first prodigal. Oh, yeah. And how that the Lord, so he preaches this message about Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They were the first problems. Mm-hmm. and how God treated them. Mm-hmm. And um, there's too much into that to get into all that. But he did say God didn't write them off. Yeah, He gave them a provision, a way to make things right, a way to straighten things up. You know, and that's important as a parent. Mm-hmm. That, like you say, love them where they're at. Mm-hmm. That they know there's a the the road always leads home. If they want to, if they want to walk the road home, the road is the, yeah. the doors open. The roads, the roads there. Uh, they're gonna have to do right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, yeah. Important. Now
2: they're chasing chasing them, like yeah. just like with the prodigal son, dad wasn't out chasing them. Right, just but waiting. he was standing there waiting. Right. Yeah. And,
3: and the Lord sets that example for us. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, He loves us, and we—I certainly don't.
0: Right. Any other advice? I mean. Did, did At any point, did someone say something, do something during that, that you thought, wow, that really made an impact on me? Yes. What what was said or done that you felt like made an impact
3: when you were well, I was waiting
2: for you. Oh, I okay. know what you're going to say. Um, I always remember kindness, kindness, kindness. But I remember when we were going to the clinic, and I say we because we both were at the Methodon Clinic. There was this woman there who was kind of in charge. She was in a char- in-charge in position, and everybody would talk about her and say, you know, she's so hateful. Yeah. um, You know, and the guys thought she was beautiful. She yeah. was so hateful and, you know, just really strictly business stuff. Well, one day my counselor wasn't there, and I had to see a counselor, and I saw her, and she told me, she said, you know, Cassie, you could run this place one day. Yeah. Yeah. She saw that in me then, right. and I was so sick, <laughs> and I was like, hmm, you know, but that gave me, that stuck with me, like that belief that, right. you know, I could be something else, right. that there was something, some remnant of something left. <laughs> and this is
0: probably a whole different podcast, but because you brought it up, methadone clinics. Are you guys a fan or Are you a foe? How do you feel about how do you feel about methadone? Clinics?
3: I'm having frequented um, <laughs> several methadone clinics. Cut the ribbon on two at the opening ceremony in Boone and Marion. Myself, um, methadone may have kept me alive. I don't know. Right.
0: Jury's mm-hmm. still out on how you feel
3: about it, exactly? No.
0: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, methadone is one of the hardest things that I've ever come off of in yeah. my entire life.
0: So you just addicted on... You felt like you just got addicted you to just, something. You just, oh, yeah.
2: it's past that. It's worse. Right. right. Yeah. It is It's mild. hard to quit. And it's like if you have other substance use problems, and we both did, mm-hmm. you can't continue going there. You know, it's not right. like... I mean, they're going to say, I've heard do. this twice we're involuntarily detoxing you today you know
3: my confliction is is i have seen people who go there and they actually their lives do improve you know they do go to work i'm not one of those people neither was cassie and that's been my experience
0: too i mean i've I've
2: dealt i have dealt with that side a Mm lot
3: yeah yeah and that's where this comes from too um but also there are different ways different paths to recovery and I try very hard not to um you know make judgments for other people yeah I really do um but for myself it's not helpful Right. that's Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's good information it's good information so uh somebody showed hope in you you never Mm -hmm. knew you never have forgot that right what else? Anything else that you can think of that someone said, did, that was a positive influence?
3: Honesty. I yeah, don't care what you guys tell me. If you told me the truth... Joey.
2: I was thinking... <laughs> he would asked. always tell us
3: the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whether we wanted to hear it I or not. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I saw him this morning. I started to turn,
3: turn around and go back and Did you? Yes. He hated us all together. He didn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really true. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't um, hate. But when Joey told you something, it was the truth. Mm-hmm. He didn't go on and on. He didn't yell until you were stupid and... So would you guys
0: say that your interactions with law enforcement during all of this for the most part were positive yes. interactions.
3: Lots of positive interactions. Yeah. I've never been handcuffed Lots. to put in the back of
2: a car, a cop car. Never. Right. But I've never been like out of sorts. Right. You know, right. I would ride in the front and talk to them. Right. I was guilty. I knew I was. I was raised to know that.
0: Right. But you always <laughs> felt like law enforcement had your best interest ultimately at heart to try to help, to try to help.
2: Oh. Right. I don't know that I felt that then, but now
3: right. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I kept saying, why is this happening to me? Yeah. I didn't have the same experience. i rode in the back of a bunch of cars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> with wow. lots of handcuffs <laughs> and foot shackled. <laughs> um, but, but but
1: but ultimately ultimately uh it took the grace of God. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, ultimately it takes the grace of God. Yeah.
2: I was always likable. But yeah. remember yeah. I said right. that? I right. was always a likable person. Right. People liked me. It wasn't bad. It was me that didn't like me. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: I had lots of positive interactions yeah. with the Sheriff's Department and since I been sober um, especially here in Nancy County but that's just where I am right um, the way that they treat me is a testament to how this county is being um, governed being run whatever right. right do you hear me they welcome me back they treat me as if I am welcome because I am right I am well, I can like honestly say
0: sitting us. on the other side sitting in those offices all those years mm-hmm. All I ever saw out of law enforcement was they wanted people to do better. They just wish yep. people would do better. Yeah, yeah.
3: it gets frustrating. Yeah. We're not easy to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Been up for three days yeah. I'm talking crazy, I'm trying to run over people. There's no tailing you know? Right. And that's frustrating.
0: So let's speak to the addict that may be watching. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they've tuned into this podcast, Unless unless somebody is making them sitting there making them watch it, okay. they're at least interested in getting out of that lifestyle. What's what's step one?
2: Admitting it. I mean, that's step one of the twelve steps. admitting <laughs> yeah. it. Right. I mean, just really acknowledging it. I mean, and telling somebody, like saying, reaching out for help. Right.
1: Um. You figure a lot of people don't realize. I mean, they. Deceive their self lie to yourself. And I don't really have a problem.
2: Oh you do for a long time And then you're like, well, I'm not as bad as them until so yeah. you're finally the worst person, you know And then right. then you'll still try to lie and then one day hopefully the scales fall off your eyes
3: If you live long enough. Oh, yeah Absolutely. If you live long enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Just like if you don't have any trauma before you have substance you just hang around. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's hard life It's hard living
2: there's, I mean, I feel like if anybody's been in it for any length of time, there has to at least be a part of them that wants to change, mm-hmm. even if they don't talk about mm-hmm. it openly. Because
0: mm-hmm. right. at some point they look at their life and go, wow, this is not much for life.
2: Yeah. Well, you're at the mercy of other people. You trade all of yourself, um, your values, your morals, the way you were raised, your family, your body, whatever everything. it is. You trade everything for drugs. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, you just sacrifice it all right. for that. Right. I mean in it, I mean, it's
3: a heavy price tag right. yeah and whoever they are wherever they are whether they know they have a problem or whether they want to admit it, it doesn't matter they don't have to stay there right.
0: mm-hmm. you don't
3: have to stay there yeah, you can get off the path at any time yes change, yes and if anytime. you fall back off as long as you're breathing
2: right.
3: call yeah. yeah. Call. Yeah. Please call. Yeah. And that's how we always feel when people go, we're just they another love. Yeah. Right. You know, right. it's not, we're not mad. Please right. call. Come back. Mm-hmm. Come back. You can't fall off too many times unless you die.
0: So I imagine in about every community, um, well, maybe not every community in America, I, I, but in, in our area, there's probably some sort of drug counseling that they can reach out to, right? Is it, is it pretty prevalent? Uh,
3: I don't know. There's never enough. I always feel that way. Yeah. Um, because we do. And if you want it bad enough, mm-hmm. you so can So what would be better. the
0: first step to somebody that's like, okay, I'm done with this. I want some drug counseling. Now, obviously, with this podcast, we know that we're talking about the Lord and the Lord changing people's lives and all that. And and that's that is the paramount important thing. But somebody's just watching this mm-hmm. podcast and they're like, I am done living this life like this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can go to church Sunday and get an altar, and get saved. The Lord will bring them out of it. That is. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to reach out for counseling, how do they even start that? Like, oh, what, you know, just, yeah,
3: just call a clinic. Yeah, I just mean, call Mount Community Health Partnership. Any of our clinics. Yeah, you can and call if, the clinic. I mean, you can go...
2: If you like, lived you know, outside uh, of this area. Okay, so you can go to Asheville. There's a place called C3 at 356. They do assessments right there on the spot, and they'll get you linked up with some detox rehab
3: stuff. Right. Yeah. There's Turning Point right across the mountain. W- wherever
1: anybody's they at, out. they probably can Google yeah. a counselor, yeah. drug counselor, drug... and find yeah. whatever's in their area. Yeah. You know, is that right?
3: That is right. But yeah. you know what's most important? More important than that is having a community... Right. that they feel like will support them mm-hmm. with that because yeah. it, that is shameful like mm-hmm. especially for somebody who their actions aren't showing you out know,
1: when the lord changed your life and you got saved and the lord changed your life and, and of course you was um, in jail did you have a did you have detox Mm-mm. okay what about you did you
3: oh my gosh I was so sick I didn't go to yeah yeah I detoxed in Yancey county jail. the reason I asked
1: that is because um uh I've heard testimonies of others before and god saved them and delivered them and changed them and they they didn't have any detox whatsoever oh, oh i
2: didn't have any withdrawals
1: over there yeah and but i've heard other stories you know god god saved them god delivered them but their body you know yeah. withdrawal and that's a battle and and you know i didn't really have any withdrawals and when, when when i came off drugs but um I can imagine that would make the. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine. He's in the ministry now, and God delivered him. And I think he said there was several months there that he yeah. really struggled yeah. physically.
3: Absolutely, yes. I, that's very real. And, and uh, if you don't know that, um, you get that same attitude. Why don't you just quit? Yeah. Why, why don't you just stop? Yeah, yeah. 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 But and, you can get you can get to a place where they can. Make but it, it, it's because odd you. because
1: you know you know everybody's different. You know, wonder why some do and some don't have withdrawals, he you Lord know. thats knows
3: exactly what we need. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. He does. Yeah. He and, knew
3: uh, I needed to be still for 26 months, and he knew he could deliver her in that moment and she could walk out. Right. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, you I feel pretty you're, strongly about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you're saying that you felt like the Lord had to let you go through that time of withdrawal to get you to place where you wasn't going back.
3: Yeah, he did, and he had to hold me still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After I got that out of my system, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And when people say they have to be in a hospital, they have to this, there's nothing that can stop the Lord. There's many ways, there's many paths to recovery. And whatever that looks like, it won't stop him from doing a thing. It won't. Yeah. And the withdrawal, the physical withdrawal, <coughs> is very, very real. Right? Yeah. Very. Yes, they're
2: horrible. I've had them before. I just didn't have them this time. Right. You know, I've seen it in the jail. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 Right. yeah. If Sorry, you if curious. you do,
0: if,
1: yeah, you see people. My mother used to work in a drug rehab clinic, and I, mm-hmm. um, she I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. I used to visit there, visit her, and I've seen it there. I've seen it in jail, prison ministry through the years. Uh, I know it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do know God's able to deliver yeah. and break that and, and people not have that. I do know that he's able to do that, but sometimes he don't do it that way.
3: I'm thankful you brought that up because I feel like sometimes people in the church, who is me today, <laughs> um, they think, you know, God can heal you. You just don't have enough faith, mm-hmm. you know, and that you don't need all that medical stuff. Just right. come on. To the altar, but you know the Lord tells us to repent and do no more. He doesn't say come here and I'll fix everything this moment. Well, you know there's
1: consequences for sin, absolutely, and and drugs affect the body not only mentally but physically.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and uh, sometimes when the Lord you know save an individual, he forgives them of their sin, then then their body still has to go through the consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of the actions that they put it through for wow. so many years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so and sometimes God chooses to do it different ways. And, yeah. You
0: know. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh all great, great information. Before we get done, um, if you had, you know, you're sitting here and you're talking to somebody that's on drugs today. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say one thing to them. Watch a piece of advice. What what would you say to that person that's tuned into this podcast? Maybe maybe everybody knows they're on drugs. Maybe nobody knows. What's what do you say to her?
3: You don't have to stay there. Yeah, regardless of what your situation is, you do not have to stay there. You can call. We will walk alongside you. Um, as long as there's a breath, there's always hope. Yeah, and um. You know, we were saved, just one. If one person turns their life and goes down a different path, then what I lived through was worth it. That's what I was called to do, was to tell somebody else that you don't have to stay there. You don't. You don't. And Um, what
0: you guys are doing is so much the Lord's work. You look through the Gospels and you see all the despised and the, the downtrodden. And it's who he came to reach, yeah. you know. That was us. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that, but yeah. now you're reaching those people. What about, okay, him. so
1: it, advice to those that are in it. What about somebody that's just some, maybe some young person, maybe somebody in a bad relationship, maybe somebody in your situation and they're, they're either thinking about or starting to dabble in drugs. What would you tell them? They they ain't an d- addict yet, but they're they're thinking they're heading, they're you they're starting that mm. uh, starting to use or even being tempted uh, in a party with a bunch of young people.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I think when you're young, it's hard to see, you know, ahead. I think it's hard to see ahead any time. Sure. You know, Looking back on twenty twenty, right? But um, there are some substances. And you can take them knowingly or unknowingly. It happens all the time. Right. One time it can hook you and ruin your life, and it will, absolutely. One time you can die. Right. Period. I mean, and that is what we're, what we're looking at. I mean, there's drugs out there that kill people the first time they use them.
3: Right. Oh, I just saw that trailer that I was staying in with the windows all blacked out with no running water and no power. And... um no money and no food, and dirty. Can take a bath. I, I think about that. Yeah, that's where it'll take you. That is what if you live. Yeah. Or to the grave if you live.
1: Every single time.
3: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, well, that's absolutely.
2: Not the, um, robbed, raped, beat up. Um, uh, all the exploitation you suffer. Mm-hmm. All that stuff in between. And nobody
0: escapes that. Is the that nobody escapes it. We once they get in it that's the look that's the road yeah. they're on that's yeah. that's the destination
1: yep. we taught, we say, i've been, been studying i mean i know we gotta we gotta we gotta quit but i've been studying in the book of james mm-hmm. and uh sin, when it's finished it bringeth forth death yep and james is writing uh, under the inspiration of the holy ghost and he uses illustrations all the way through the book mm-hmm. And in that instance, he is using the illustration of conception and a birth. Right. When it conceives, it bringeth forth. Same terminology used when Mary brought forth a son. Right. And so, when a woman conceives a child, she brings forth that child. Right. But sin, when sin, when when sin is conceived, it will bring forth right. death.
3: Yeah. We are also it studying James. It, it'll the bring Christian forth death. Handbook. Yeah, bring forth yes.
1: death, and without exception.
3: Without uh, exception.
1: Without exception.
3: We people come to us and they say, "Oh well, you know, I've been doing drugs for years, but I've never committed adultery. Right. You know, or I've never, I've never used a needle." Right. Yeah. We'll stay in it. And see stay. It. In yeah. It.
2: yeah. Yes. I mean, because it's coming. Right. You know, it's right. just All a those, matter of time.
1: Yeah. And I think you know, you just talking about yeah there are there are some drugs that if you take you could die mm-hmm. when i was talking earlier off camera that uh, i had heard that my whole life but when i took those drugs and didn't die it mm-hmm. gave me courage to do it again
3: yeah I promise you it'll take you that but it life. will mm-hmm. it
1: mm-hmm. may not happen that first time are those drugs now? but it will that all uh, enforcement officers
0: get on their skin and it kills them they didn't even yeah, know,
3: yeah yeah, it's, just
1: it's, a path, it's a path that nobody.
3: It's so powerful.
1: Nobody wants to go to down.
3: And I wouldn't count on the people
2: I'm hanging around to save me with Narcan. Right. I mean, and I'm not saying they wouldn't, right. but everybody's probably messed up. So um, that's not a safe, safe
0: You safe know, and problem. I've administered Narcan, and you know, and seen all that process happen several different times. But, um, and, and I'm, a, I'm a believer in Narcan. I've seen <laughs> it work with my own eyeballs. It worked. But sometimes I wonder if that don't give a safety net. Is that what you're saying? Maybe they yeah. think, well, somebody yeah, will Narcan they, me. They,
2: they'll have Narcan people. Typically, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. They'll just have Narcan with them. And, you know, I heard, I, you know, yes. Lazarus party. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: And still, I'll never step over. So yet. what's the
1: idea? They got Narcan. Narcan. Hey, look, if I overdose, somebody get that and give it to me.
3: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Or if they see someone, they're, right. weak, you know.
1: But you're saying, do not count on that.
3: Yeah,
2: because, and I'm not saying they're necessarily trying to be harmful or wicked. They or could anything. die before you do. It's like, you, they could die. They would have saved us. Right. I mean, like, Heavens, we were nobody because they would have know us. if someone was dying? Right, yeah. Because right. we are, well, we were out, you know, like, vacant. Right. Yeah. You know, I wasn't aware of other people. Right.
3: Because I was too sick. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's yeah, good stuff. Good information. Sure. Thank you, thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for
3: having us.
0: Uh, I think it's been a great, I think two great podcasts. I think it's going to provide so much crucial information. And I just want to say I so appreciate the work y'all doing Thank you. So Keep much. up the good work, thank you. and I know there are probably times that you guys feel like the little boy with his finger in the dam, and the the, the water's coming through everywhere else. But if you can just plug up one hole at a time. Yeah. You know, just do what you can.
1: And uh, keep keep praying for those loved ones.
0: Yeah. Yep. Don't give God's, God's able. Don't give up. God's yes, able. Keep praying. Is. Don't give up. Keep praying. All right, till next time. Shrink from the things that remain. We'll see you then.